0: Welcome back to another Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're joined this week by JB and my mate Pistol. How are you,
1: buddy? Uh, doing well. Just kind of grinding out the rest of the Supercoach season. Kind of been very, very stagnant in the ranks. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, uh, I guess, it's all wrapping up and the season being over, so I not have to stress too much about it.
0: Yeah, it's been a very heavy logjam uh, in pretty much all the positions. I see people... Uh, only just stagnating really in their ranks and going up and down about a thousand at a time, if that so. And if you're obviously in the higher ranks, then you know, 10, 15 at a time, but no real major leaps at this time of the season. Uh, we'll jump straight into the major outs for the week and we'll start off by shouting out our best. Um, I think we're going to go point of difference, slightly point of difference. So Uh, The obvious picks are really, really obvious. You pick the informed players, your Jack Crisps and your Alex Witherdens, as the the lads suggested on the earlier week podcast. But we'll go a little bit point of difference in our suggestions today, and we'll start with Luke Ryan. So Luke Ryan out for Fremantle with what says to be a hamstring injury, but uh, that was was at the end of the the last game that he, he picked that up. So what are your suggestions for Luke Ryan owners out there? He's not priced very, very well.
1: No, he's at 386k. So for these suggestions, we might be uh, suggesting players cheaper than... Uh, the injured player's current price just because you might not have any cash in the bank and if you do have cash in the bank um, some of the choices are a bit more obvious um, as you just mentioned a little bit earlier and uh, for me a cheap Luke Ryan uh, replacement could be um, Hooley at 340k Hooley's uh, last two games there was an 86 and an 87 uh, he should score okay this week against the Dons as well they have resting a few key players maybe if they get the win a few more points to to be split and shared around but um, they also face um, a kind team in the final round as well and think they'll get the the job done um, in the next two weeks and he's probably only going to score you mid mid 80s but you'll take that at 340k
0: yeah and uh, my suggestion being a man that's averaging mid 80s uh, on the dot pretty much is Tom Stewart so He obviously got injured and picked up an 18 during the match against Brisbane a few rounds ago. Came back last week with a 64 against Hawthorne, but as you can tell by his average, he has been very consistent uh, during the year with 80-plus scores. He's got a few below the the 80 and the 70 mark, but at this price range, you're really just trying to find the safest pick for a decent score. And Tom Stewart against Fremantle this week. I think he's pretty safe for an 80 plus score as well so I'm pretty happy to lock that one in are there any other suggestions for the Luke Ryan uh, sideways
1: I mean you could still uh, suggest Pittard but I think the, the Stewart pick is is really a quality yeah. one and um, Hawley's good as well uh, Stewart don't forget plays Gold Coast in Geelong in the final round as well so you're probably looking at two pretty good scores if you swap to Stewart for the final two weeks of the season
0: Yeah, no travel at all for Stuart being uh, injured long as well this week. So we'll jump over to the next injured player, and that is Jesse Hogan from Melbourne up in the forward line. So he isn't priced favorably either. So again, we'll be looking at some slightly pointed difference picks. And I'll let you go first, Pistol.
1: (laughs) Well, we only have 423k to play with, and I'm not going to uh, include Mitch Robinson, who I do believe is a really good pick. Um, for the rest of the season, as Chizo mentioned him on the other podcast on Monday, um, I will shout out uh, Rory Lobb as a sole ruckman at 350k, 150 last week, but don't think that we're just playing the one week game. But he actually, as a sole ruck, has scored pretty much all of his big scores this season. So um, when he's that second ruck and he kind of plays more as a forward, he doesn't score that well as a sole ruck though. That's all his top scores this year has come from it and I would still be expecting him to score you know, 80, 90 plus um, as a sole ruck and doesn't really matter against the opponent because he is a very good tap ruckman. So he's going to get those hit outs to advantages and Calum Sinclair, who is going to be up against this week, has been leaking them uh, the past two weeks. I think... Against Collingwood, he lost the hit us to advantages 17-0. to zero. So um, this looks pretty favorable uh, for Lob coming into this match. So um, he would be kind of an outside-of-the-box option. And do you have a, another one for us, JB?
0: Yeah, another outside-of-the-box option, and that is Dale Thomas. So uh, since he moved into that back line accumulating role, he scored 7 of 14 tons available to him. Uh, including four in a row in a good patch between round five and eight. So, uh, two, three of his last five games have been super coached tons as well. Two of the one hundred and ten plus ilk, and I think you and I both like Daisy as a point of different option. If he's playing that backline role, which they seem to be sitting him in quite comfortably against the Western Border, because I can see him going ninety plus at the very least again this week.
1: Yeah, I definitely can as well And uh, lastly, you've got the, the 40 possession role change of uh, Caleb Daniel I think that speaks for himself I'm not sure if you want to trust him for the rest of the, the season But certainly in the last two weeks with 120 and 100 in his last two games He's um, looking like a good player at 366k as well When he's got that DPP So uh, maybe if you only need him for, a, I don't know, one week or two weeks You can switch uh, positions and you know use him to cover two lines Or use him as a loophole or, or something like that um, JB, did you want to jump into the Heath Shaw replacements? Because we kind of skipped that um, when we were talking about Ryan.
0: I was getting there, I was getting there. So Heath Shaw <laughs> was my fourth of the four. Uh, you're making me skip number three here, which is really getting my city going crazy. But uh, Heath Shaw definitely out this week as he did that uh, PCL, I think it was in his knee and best suggestions for him considering we've got a little bit more bank than we did with luke ryan i'll start off here and i'll shout out christian salem so someone that's really in form in the last few rounds and i mean, it's, it's kind of strange giving him a shout out because i don't have a lot of trust for him but a 95 average in his last five is very good including his last two being over 100 and uh, 149 against Gold Coast last week or the week before last. So um, 105 against Sydney, the week just gone as well. So we can score them against the good teams. And some of that is pretty much just finding his touch at this good part of the season. So I think Christian Salim is a... <laughs> that was from way back, wasn't Throw it? Back. Everyone's pronouncing him Salim. <laughs> um, but Salem is a good shout against West Coast on the very, very big... Uh, Perth Stadium out over there so pretty pretty confident that he'll be able to pump out an 85 to 90 plus this week.
1: I also like Jason Johannesson he's only a touch more expensive than Shaw he's got a five round average of 96 but you look at his ceiling um, in the last six weeks he's had three tons uh, two of them above 139 so he could win you your finals um, if you're there against Carlton this week he could you know get absolutely off the chain so um, he's somebody that's got a massive ceiling um, he's scoring particularly well since round 14 he's only had one score below 84 that was a 32 so that was very poor but you know besides that he's he scored very well so he's somebody that I would um, look towards getting uh, this late in the season as well I think he's a bit of value but yeah there's a lot more standard picks around the shore price uh, compared to the Luke Ryan price that's for sure
0: yeah, and what about Michael Hibbard coming back this week? Big 74 no, average, did, would did you we suggest just him?
1: just skipped over the, the... That's for sure, JB, the pun, straight over your head. But that's all right. Let's, um, let's jump into Josh Kelly. No, I
0: did hear it. It was just really bad. <laughs> uh, so, Josh Kelly. Um, so, yes, he's the last one on our list. And I will start off with this one as well. The man that I've got here to uh, to replace Josh Kelly is a super POD amongst active teams and that's Nat 5. So coming back this week, a little bit risky as obviously he's a chance to see some form of late withdrawal, but I highly doubt they're going to fly him all the way over to Geelong if he's a chance for a late withdrawal. So seems fit. He's obviously their captain and their best player, averaging 117 for the season and could be a very sneaky player to... Even try the vice captaincy on this week. So, um, something that could really get your leg up in your, your latter stages of your Supercoach finals, or to try and get a last rank surge if you can pull out a 150 or 140 plus, like we know he can.
1: Fair enough. I'm not going to really argue against Fife, um, but I will say I'll throw another name in the ring. Um, I did like Chezo's suggestion again on the Monday podcast uh, where he suggested Gaz because I think he's got, as again that massive ceiling that could win you the final and he's got those two really kind um, home games against Fremantle and Gold Coast to finish the season, but um, there's another cap that I've got my eye on and that's Mitch Duncan. He's known as a bit of a flat track bully in the Supercoach circles and um, against the bottom five teams this year his lowest score is 108 and I think that he's probably going to score um, well against these two bottom teams uh, and he, he's also only... 511k so he doesn't really cost you an arm and a leg you're probably going to get 210 110 scores out of him to end the season and um, I think that's pretty good bang for your buck but if you're missing somebody you know like a Jack McRae or anything like that you know grab them first but if you really need that last uh, midfielder POD option then yeah Duncan could be a man um, other suggestions I, you could include Beams and Zorko I, I kind of don't feel great about Zorko after watching his ankle being strapped over and over again um, against the Pies last week, and he didn't look particularly fit. I don't know if he's shaking that off during the week, but when you've got these options um, like the Mitch Duncan and Gaz and Geelong need to win to make finals, so they're not going to be resting these guys, then I think they're kind of a better option. Um, What do you think about that, JB?
0: Yeah, I think you're spot on the money. I can't, can't really argue any of what you've said there, so... Uh, Having said that, hopefully everyone's got their POD options (laughs) written down for their replacements this week and good luck to all of you and we'll jump into some captaincy options now. So uh, for me personally, Pistol, I'll be putting the vice-captaincy on a man that I should have put it on last week and that's Patrick Dangerfield against Fremantle and then backing it up with a captain, Tom Mitchell against St. Kilda, so... I think I've gone relatively safe. Other good option for me is Patrick Cripps against Bulldogs, but might give that one a miss this week. What about yourself?
1: Well, there's a couple of uh, good games around. As you said, uh, Dangerfield against Fremantle looks looks right for the pickings, but um, I think McRae against Carlton is someone that could go massive. He's in really good form, and they're yeah, not, not going to stop him. So um, for me, I think I'm going to try and do a titch into a McRae. Um, I think that's probably going to be very very common uh, captaincy call this week so um Yeah, that's probably, I don't really have any additions to the ones you said, so I'll just uh, rock on with that one. JB, I just want to quickly jump into the uh, Cancer Council. We received two donations last week, so I'm really proud that uh, we've managed to um, get some Donate for Donuts money going right near the end of the season. Um, Unfortunately, you have to cop Donuts this late in the year. Um, But thanks so much to Chris Smallman, who got his first Donut in a while. He said he's looking at a few more this week. Maybe Walter's Inn will save you, Chris, so uh, he's hoping with that. And to uh, Kevin Astonhoe, another donut Nick, this time, thanks so much for your donation. And uh, sorry, I'm beating you in our FPL league. And uh, JB, I think that pretty much wraps up everything. Anything else you want to cover?
0: No, that is all for the podcast this week. So uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and good luck in your preliminary finals this week.